Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, world. This is TJ Mars. Radio. Okay. Hi, everyone. We'll try this again. This is TJ Mars, CT Radio, with American Communications Online here in the United States of America. So welcome aboard, all you ground troops, spinning around smartly on the planet, the blue marble, traveling through our solar system at a zero level, as I guess Michio Kaku might say. And uh, we're going to be talking about some great things here. Level one is when you can... Get out there and travel in the galaxy, and from level level two, from what I understand, is going from one galaxy to another, and level three, universe to universe, I guess, or maybe it's dimension to dimension because we've got one, two, three, four, and five. But uh, tonight, I've asked Tommy Hawksblood Sinisi. He was born Thomas Anthony Sinisi in New Jersey, and. Uh, He's been with me since 2012. We actually met here as friends on the radio uh, to do Stargate to the Cosmos, and uh, we have some uh, differences of opinion over who came up with the name because Robert O'Dean, Bob Dean, uh, one of the great famous ufologists, researchers, prior military, a veteran, uh, actually put up the $500 with Janet Carolus and which she did return that back, and I made sure that uh, she showed the receipt and all that because we decided not to do that at the time because he got rather ill, and I believe he's passed now. But uh, Tommy and Janet met in Hawaii and brought us together for the Stargate to the Cosmos, which we were going to have back in 2012 and uh, October, but Janet finally had one 2018, and Tommy and I were not able to attend, but we may be putting something together in the future. If not 2019, it'll be 2020, so we're still going to try to do our ACO club and meet everybody and uh, share things. My daughter's passed, so many of you know that already, so I thought it'd be a good thing to ask him to bring Namgal, who is a Buddhist, with him. Because I'm hoping we get this book done after my daughter died this year. If we don't get a event where we can meet, at least we can do a ebook and publish a book uh, in her honor. And uh, this is going to be mainly about Tommy because I want to know a lot more about him. Uh, he has a birth certificate like I do, and you may want to go on YouTube and look at T.J. Morris. Uh, and I'm talking to Allied Command Organization, but Tommy here has uh, a name, Hawksblood. A lot of people know him as Tommy Hawksblood, and he's, he wrote several books, How to See God, and he's working on one for How to See UFOs uh, for a manual for our group in Hawaii. And he was very interested in UFOs growing up, and uh, he was uh, a speaker at the Prophet con- conferences and uh, – 
he got to know Janet, and I'll let him tell you about how we all got started here because we're coming on our seventh year in June, and Nam Gall's always been there. And I never got to talk to her except here on a couple of times on the radio for a short period of time. So she does have a history here, but we never got into full detail. So finally, seven years almost to June 2019. <laughs> so 2012 from 2019 will definitely be seven years. But uh, this is exciting for me because Tommy and I were due writing a book, and uh, like, we're both universal life ministers and metaphysicians, and Namgal Lord, but she goes by Namgal Lamo, and it's N-A-M-G-Y-A-L from what I'm told, and Lamo, L-H-A-M-O, and it's quite different than I'm even accustomed to looking at. And uh, I wanted to say Nam Gaw with an H, but Tommy says it's a Y. So uh, we're going to let Tommy introduce himself to everybody that's not familiar with him. Many of you know uh, from the beginning with TJ Morris ET Radio and TJ Morris Media News Publishing Agency and our ACO Social Club. And my company in Gulf Breeze, Florida is now called American Communications Online. So without further ado, I'm going to plug Tommy in and then he will – after that, plug Namgal in, but let's let him introduce himself and then she. All right. Ooh. <laughs> You're on, but there's well, a big greetings. thrill there. Hi. Green, Tommy. can you hear me okay? Can you hear yeah, me Yeah, okay that was now? just a quick thrill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, introduce my yourself. My Tommy I'm on the big island of Hawaii. Uh, I came out here about 20 years ago when I met my partner, and we've been together the whole time. Uh it's a, it's a spiritual quest, spiritual journey. Uh, she's a Buddhist, and I'm an, I, I call myself a realist. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky in, in a lot of ways, and I have a lot of problems in a lot of ways. I, my, my thing started when I was six. I was on search of truth, always, and dealing with many different things along the way. I'm not going to get into all that. Anybody want to know all that? I got two books out. I'll send either one of them if they want it. Just send an email to my email address. Uh, how to See God and When Truth is Called Crazy. Once my autobiography explains everything I went to to get to where I'm at now, I mean, it's it's been up and down, good, bad, and worse. So uh, I don't want to go into that now. Uh, if you want to hear all that, uh, I did a show on it two weeks ago, uh, two, two shows ago. You can pull it up. I get into the real hardcore part of it. Uh, but I want to get into more like where we want to go today is about soul spirit, consciousness, how people relate to that, and and how uh, we're going to live life from that awareness that we attain from that, uh, and what we create in the life that we create now, how it affects our future life, which Namgao will get into, because she's her teachings are all about that, uh, and I'll let her go into detail when she starts talking about that. Uh, for me personally... I've been on my own quest. I studied 14 religions, studied in the physical world, the dimensional worlds, uh, masters, teachers, shamans, medicine people, deities. Uh, I don't say I work with angels because angels aren't really teachers. They're, they actually bring you places and show you things and tell you things that are going to happen. So my, my, my view of everything is based on what I actually experienced so it's my personal awareness that I attained in this lifetime, and I did become aware of all my lifetimes back to Atlantis and even past Atlantis. Uh, so I'm, I'm a rebel because I stand by what I experience because I know it's true for me. 
And I know it's true for what I went through. So people have to learn how to get their own experiences. And Buddhism is one incredible way to get into that. Uh, I was in a path called Ekankar. It's, it's, it's an important way to go. But the, the, the foundation of the physical world always tries to make somebody important in it. And then it's like you have to be under them. Spiritual quest is an individual path back to its true source. That's the way I'll describe it. So uh, what I want to do is I'm going to introduce Namgao uh, because she has a lot to talk about in what she experienced, what she went through in her life to, to get her to where she is. But she's, she's an aware person, aware of the teachings in a great way. So nobody else that I know could explain it better. Uh, so that's why I just, well, TJ wanted me to bring somebody on, and I think she's the right person to talk about it because uh, I've been involved with deities and, and all those words. But uh, for me to try to go into that, I can only go into my direct experiences, not what Buddhism does and how other people relate to that, how it's spread around the world and those kind of things. I'm into an individual path back to God. That's my life. I'm not saying it's everybody. Everybody likes to be involved with the world, saving the planet, saving people. But I use this word, earth is hell. It doesn't get worse than here. Uh, it only gets better if you get away from here. So when, when they created the word hell, it was men because they were egotistical and they were stuck and they didn't want to be in the same place, so they created a hell somewhere else. Uh, but this is the only place you as a person, soul or consciousness, can experience pain, suffering, see it constantly, be dealing with it at, at a one-to-one at a -one level, and, it, and it's affecting you at every, every aspect of the way. So when you go, let go of the physical body, obviously the physical body is one thing. And your next body, soul, spirit, consciousness, different people look at it different ways, cannot experience pain the same way the physical body does. And it doesn't. And it, I can only say, as you move closer to what you are searching for, it only gets better. So uh, I'll, I'm going to bring her on. And I, TJ, if you have questions and you really want to get into it, just ask them because I, I, I know you got a few questions that you're going to ask. But uh, uh, yeah, who knows? It I want to start with her name. Her. Yeah, I, right. I've got a few. I'll here. let her talk for that. All right, I'll let her okay. say her name and, and tell you. Thank you. Oh, just hold it. Oh, no, hold it. Oh, I have to hold it. Hey, aloha. Hi, TJ. Hi, Namgal. Please tell me how to spell your name and how you got that name. And then uh, I know you're in Hawaii, but you can just sort of introduce yourself like Tommy does. You've heard us for seven years now. So go ahead and introduce mm -hmm. yourself, and then we'll go into all the studies. And you can help me with my daughter passing, hopefully make me feel better. But go ahead, Namgal. Tell oh. us how to spell your name and <laughs> how you got that. Certainly, yes. Um, my llama... Um, in Maui, gave me this name, Namgyal, N-A-M-G-Y-A-L, which means victorious one um, generally. But it, 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 it has a lot of other deep meanings, as many things in Buddhism do. But just generally, it means victorious one. And Lamo uh, actually denotes that it is a female. So okay, great. And that so that was my refuge name. When you uh, take refuge in in um, to Tibetan Buddhism, I, I'm not. I think so. Probably with all Buddhist faiths, yeah. They they clip a piece of your hair and they um, give you a refuge name. At which time you promise that um, 
uh, you will um, that it's it's essentially your bodhisattva vows that that you will will um, they'll come back uh, be for the uh, sake of all sentient beings and that becomes your focus. Nice. Other. Well, I talked to Buddhist once in uh, Washington D.C. The Buddhist, and he explained to me we all had a name, and I didn't get that far, but I just told him I, I was very curious and interested in all that. So I'm so glad to have you come on and sort of enlighten us, if you don't mind, for all those that aren't Buddhist. I think Tommy and I were born sure. main mainland and Christians, but you know that even changes because we're both universal life now. We study all world religions and. I love the people that I've met that are Buddhists. They've always been so kind to me. And uh, so, you know, this is a place we share. And I, I want to believe that we're all reincarnates, and I have past lives like Tommy does. But uh, you're, you want to talk, talk to us about how you – were you born in America, and did you uh, – how did you become a Buddhist? I know you're in Hawaii, right, the big island. Right. But um, how did you? Well, yeah. How did you swap over, uh, and then we'll get into how you met, you know, the well, I think the uh, Lama. You know, I was born. Uh, I was born in the Midwest, and then um, I always was very, you know, extremely spiritual. However, um, there wasn't, as you know, from being from that part of the world. Uh, there's not much offered, you know, um, a little Catholicism and maybe the Bible Baptist Church in the back. But nevertheless, there was always a, a deep-seated spiritual feeling um, ever since I can remember, even as a small child. So, um, uh, but I, I didn't have a way of channeling it. I felt out of place, but, you know, nevertheless... Um, yeah, all I had available to be bold to me was, you know, Christianity, and so I hung with uh, with with Bible Baptist Church for, oh gosh, maybe ten or fifteen years, and then I studied Catholicism for a while, and then, um, you know, as as we got older and. Um, uh, I think, uh, you know, some of the 70s and 80s started blossoming a bit more. Rajneesh was moving here, and um, uh, Richard Albert uh, had published Be Here Now, I think, by that time. And some of the Eastern modalities were starting to raise their heads over here. And so I took notice, and, and I, you know, I felt, uh, uh, you know, always uh, very drawn to those um, modalities of practice. And so, yeah, yeah. And then um, when I came to Hawaii, um, uh, Tibetan Buddhism found me. Ah, okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a magical story, but... um, it's 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 a little far fetched at the same time, and so, you know, I, <laughs> I'm not going to uh, go there. I I think, uh, you know, um, everyone will. Everyone has their own different experience, their different magical little trip for, you know, for finding it and it finding them. You know, when it's time, it it happens for sure. 
Well, uh, let's see here. I've got a, a whole list of questions here. Uh, maybe you can explain uh, in the beginning of what you learned about Buddhism to learn uh, how to share with others and swap between Christianity and Christianity and Buddhism. But I want to also get into the sincerity of death and dying and reincarnation and how we use different words for maybe the same energy, love and life. But you already talked about you know coming back here or did Tommy. But coming back to this reality, I think, and, uh, because of your name and agreeing to probably come back and help people in this reality or in this universe or in this lifetime. So we'll have to figure out how to talk all that. But you want to start with, uh, I guess, what's the difference between Buddhism and Christianity? Because reincarnation isn't necessarily a Christian. We, we believe in ascension in raising, but I don't remember them ever telling me I'd been here before or had past lives, if you know what I mean. You know, so maybe you can yeah, start with Buddhism. Mm-hmm. To me, personally, that's one of the things, you know, in and of itself that um, I feel, but again, these are my personal feelings, is that I don't feel like Christianity really empowers um, um, its... I. I I don't feel like it empowers its um, its its people, you know, to empower themselves. For instance, like to learn what you know what med what is meditation and and what is it to really just feel peaceful within yourself and and to understand some of these things. Like, why do you feel sometimes like whoa? I've been here before. I know this. How do I know this? How could I know this, right? Um, I'm, a lot of us have that experience, and we call it deja vu, but uh, I, I really think it goes a lot deeper than that. And, and to me, that's, that's one, that's just a tiny uh, way that we can prove reincarnation to ourselves. There are many ways, and, and I think that you know, sometimes if we're um, prone to dreaming, some of our past dreams or some some dreams when we have very vivid dreams and we wake up and we go, I can't explain that. I, but it's so real. It's so real. Um, a lot of times those are past life experiences. Um, but, uh, you know, Reincarnation. There, there are just so many, so many entities, and so many. You know, it's just hard for us to believe that we that we haven't been here before, and and as many different, uh, you know, different, you know, bugs, birds, <laughs> different, uh, uh, you know, different entities. It's it's really amazing that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm trying to think of one of my first experiences when I, when reincarnation really came so real for me. I think I think actually it was when I was in India and I was walking down the road and I knew where I was going. That was that was one time that was really strong. But there, you know, it's different for everyone. Everyone has, I think. Um, to more or lesser degrees of 
experiences of that feeling of knowing people when we go, oh, I, I, I know that I've known you from somewhere. You know, that, that same thing is we do and we have, in fact, known that person, but from a different time and space. Yeah. Well, that's, that's yeah. Well, coming here and my daughter coming here and she and I both felt like we knew each other prior but when the veil comes down and you come back into a container I guess a lot of people especially in America believe you're born with a blank slate they're not really trained to look for their past lives or their sole purpose and we sort of reflect on someone that showed us like we call the Bible the basic instruction before leaving earth right and my daughter was very big on that but she followed you know, the God story and the Christ story, and she she followed Greg Braden and uh, Emerald Tablets and the Quran and the Bhagavad Gita. But she she looked at all that and Jews, the you know the Torah. But uh, she pretty much still had this thing of being able to have psychic abilities and knowing things. But she went to Liberty Church, and before she died, with two weeks, she had herself. Uh, baptized again. That when she was little with me, we were Mormons and from '72, uh-huh. Latter Day Saints. And after the Baptist Church, uh, my mother wouldn't let us join the Catholic Church. But uh, after I got married, I became a Latter Day Saint. So my daughter was, but she still she felt like that God had no religion, and that but she believed in Jesus and she believed in the Bible. So she went to a like a New Age non denominational called Liberty Church here locally. But, uh, you know, it's hard for me because she's not here now, but I want to believe, like, because I have past life memories all the way back, and I did an Atlantis Oracle with my music on uh, YouTube and put it out there free because it was my past life memories all the way back to before On and Moo and Moo, M-U and, and Lemuria and then Atlantis. But I don't know if other people or if, if you feel like it's programmed to say the words but do you you say you felt it? But do you feel like you've had past lives like so many of us use programmed words? Like, well, you know, Lemuria was supposed to be someone else that made the word based on limbers on a certain island, but we started adopting James Churchwood's idea of Atlantis and mapping and you know back in Pangaea. But do you have anything like that that you relate to in human words, like Atlantis past lives for yourself? Well, you sense? know, I actually, I actually, I actually even have a very primordial memory of all the way back to uh, being a frog and watch <laughs> and watching uh, watching the the world be born. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. I'm very that is very chronological, yeah, very then, primordial. Yeah, so you started then, out way, then, way before humans. I think I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe not. Maybe they weren't here yet. But um, but but my most recent, I guess, past life memory. Um, yes. Um, I I have pictures. I've drawn uh, drawn pictures of. Uh, it was actually in in Tibet, and I was beheaded. And Ooh. um, I. 
Yeah, but not really because I wasn't freaked out of my own body, but there was a little mirror on the wall, and my friends were rapping at the door, rapping at the door, and they wanted in, but I didn't want them to see me like that, you know? And um, so I kept trying to put my head back on because I, you know, I was kind of embarrassed. And I I knew they would freak out if they found me. But um, I woke up right as they came in. But but that but but I still like um, like I could draw pictures of the room. I knew what the outside looked like. I I've drawn many pictures of it. And um, um, I I was a man and I had um, I had Tibetan scriptures, you know, pages with me. Pages are teachings and um, are, are the written form of teachings. And um, the, the people at the door wanted to get the teachings before uh, whoever beheaded me got them. And I suspect it was the Chinese, right? And so, um, mm. but no, it's very, very clear, very clear, very clear. Yeah. And, well, and that's it's not, important you know, to your not, life story. Well, but, did but, you write you know, it down anywhere? Oh yeah, like I said, I've drawn pictures of it, and I've told a lot of people. But I, I kind of, um, I don't know. I, 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 I always say, you know, what? <laughs> I, I kind of take a humble approach, but, but. Uh, uh, I guess that you know they're all important. Uh, all of our past lives because they lead us to where we are now, right? Even if even yeah, if I we have don't a memory. Them. Yeah, mine is more extraterrestrial. Look in Tibet. I had me and my Tom and Tommy, and neither one were supposed. None of us were supposed to have children, but we were visiting from another place in space. And uh, when we landed, we were it was like a prison colony, but we actually landed in a mountain in Tibet. It's a famous, I don't know the name right off the top of my head, but when uh, we died there, and I, well, they, they died first, so it's like I lived and the two crashed. It's like a repeating story in my life with extraterrestrials. But uh, I taught the people there I needed help, and I, we put encased them in gold and put them in the mountain, and uh, we had Yeti, and I was coming in, a, in, a, um, in from another place in space, but I don't really know that I was Anunnaki or any of the American terms. I just had that memory of, like you said, deja vu, but it feels like a reality in my head. So when I mm-hmm. – uh, and Tommy, I was called Tara when I was in Hawaii, and I had a lot of ET experiences mm-hmm. over Japan and China. So this ET energy of flying and coming in, in – in, being in Tibet, and then they put up the flags to help remember us, but we were supposed to return. It was like a prison planet here we found, but we left some of the Yeti up there, and this sounds far-fetched, so it's like your your, your frog story. It's like you don't really want to talk about it, but it's who I am now, and it's probably why I'm here talking to you now, because we all have these weird memories, and what do we do with them, and does, does that mean that it makes us where uh, karma is a big part of our death, karma and dharma. Uh, I don't know, but we both have memories, and what do we do with them, especially when somebody dies? And no one should have to bury their child. But can you help me with the oh. karma-dharma thing? 
you know, about death and dying and karma and dharma and yeah, the what, energy. What, what, what's the, what specifically um, are, are you? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Can you just get a little more specific with me? You know. <laughs> yes. I have memories of me, but I don't know that it, it, it is for everybody like you have it. So it's sort of a memory in your head, and then you have dreams to prove it. So I'm sort of looking for the how we live with who we are inside because I have these memories. And even Tommy, because when I first heard his voice, and I had lived Tara lives in green Tara and white Tara and then extraterrestrial Tara. But these were uh, lifetimes I'd had in the past, and then I looked for them in museums and growing up and going to Chicago. And I was looking for the parts, and I found some in the Jain and these other religions. But anyway, uh, that's memories and on my spiritual path. But the part that was interesting to me when Tommy came with his voice, even though it was New Jersey, I, I mean, you're a musician, and I could hear things. I'm sure you can hear things in flutes and harps yeah. and vibrations and resonating. And I couldn't understand because Tommy and I had some heck of a difference of opinion and arguments. And, you know, it's just our humble negative egos or something are trying to learn to communicate with each other. But I have a very deep love for him, like he's a, a spiritual brother from another mother in a past life, some kind of soul memory and some kind of spiritual Tara things I was taught in lifetimes. So I know that that's a feeling with him, but I didn't have any of those with my daughter. I don't understand that. So is it a karma dharma thing of why some souls? I mean, she thanked me for me being here and, and having her because we both died. So she thanked me for being her mother this time. And I guess she chose me or I chose her, but I told her I created her. She was my magic brown hair and blue eyes and her olive complexion because she didn't look anything like me. But she was my child, and I didn't understand that either. But she had a lifetime as a, ba- a blue baby, a, a, blue, a blue being. And so she related very much to Avatar. And then Tommy, and Tommy's blue, so he had a small talk with her once. But what is that? Is that karma and dharma? I'm looking for what resonates with the voice and the feeling and the stories. Do you know what that is? Well, yeah, I, yeah, definitely past life, definitely, definitely, hmm. and yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, you, you guys have had some great connection, and or you know, albeit good or bad, but you know, in the past life. But you know, I, uh, admittedly, you know, um, this isn't. Uh, this is taken away a little bit from about your daughter, but. I, you know, I have a great difficulty, you know, uh, sometimes with Tommy as well, but, you know, as far as communication. But in another way, I look at it like, okay, well, he's he's my teacher and he's teaching me how to have patience. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah. has a gift. <laughs> yeah. Everybody but gets has a gift. Precious daughter. Yeah. Um Wow, you know, uh, I think in this lifetime, perhaps she helped you die last time. Oh, you know, that's and, an interesting and, thing. And the, lam- <clears throat> and the lamas do say that uh, in, a, in a lot of cases, not all, that um, we are 
born back into the same family. In other words, it goes mother, daughter, daughter, mother, that kind of thing. Um, that makes sense because I did feel yeah. like she was one of my teachers, but I couldn't find any soul connection. I mean, Tommy and I are much deeper from because it's embedded in my memory codes, which I don't understand. Uh-huh. I've never met Tommy. I've never met him in human form. That doesn't make sense. And, and I lived with my daughter. She came out of my body and lived with me and then died. And, you know, it's like it's very traumatic what I'm going through. So I don't oh, understand, you know. You're just not supposed to lose a friend or a loved one, but especially when you birthed them through your body not, and you both came in. You know, it's just it's weird. It's very weird. It's and you know, because you've got children. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, you know. Um, so I guess I'm looking for that again, soul connection. You know, but why didn't well, I feel it deeper with her? And I do with Tommy. That doesn't make sense. I've never met Tommy. But that's why I wanted to bring you on to help me heal and talk about, you know, our soul and living and dying and reincarnation. And and then, I, you know, we, she believed she was from up in heaven and star seeds and E.T., but we didn't know how to express it in human form. Yeah. It was, it's very crazy how, to, how these feelings and emotions and thoughts are so deep for somebody I've never met and that can push all my buttons. And she could push buttons, too. Her and Tommy had that in common. Can <laughs> I just say one you know, thing? Sure. All right. Oh, now, for yes. me, I, I was already shown that I'll see everybody that I have ever had a past life with that's in this physical world in this lifetime. I was told that. So, I mean, no matter where I go, I meet people and I'm super close to them and super know them and all these things. It's because of my past lives. And it says you're going to see all the souls that I did meet in all my other lifetimes here that are here now that are still working it out. So, uh, so your connection with me, I'm sure we did meet in another lifetime. Uh, I remember most of mine. I don't remember all the people in each one. I remember the theme and what was happening. So uh, I only remember one lifetime past Atlantis before I was on planet Earth. But uh, all those experiences create your reality when you become aware of it. If you don't remember that and you don't experience all that, I think it's wasted. I mean, some people don't believe that. I think all that learning, all that stuff you went through is helping soul take a giant step. And I use the word soul. Uh, Some people use consciousness, but... For me, the experiences I had, actual out-of-body experiences and traveling and all those things, I proved certain things. So it's not just a thought. It's not just an energy, and it's not just something that everybody thinks of. So for me, it's a lot different. Uh, I just wanted to throw that in because right now when you say you're close to me in a lot of ways, it's because when we did talk, we got into a lot of things right away because you were talking about Green Tara. I mean, I met Green Tara. I worked with her for years. So there, there was a connection, and so was Namgal. The reason why I really got close to Namgal, she had the statue of Namgal, of, Namgal, of uh, Green Tara there when I first met her. And I oh, thought, wow. wow. That's weird that we all three got Buddhists and Tara. It's weird. I mean, here we all, so you can almost find facts in your reality of what I've been talking about. So uh, Namgal had a Green Tara too, and here I am talking to her again. 
Wow, what a circle. <laughs> so she may be in my life, too, in the past. Is that what you're saying, Tommy? All three of us could have well, been in a past she, life together? I would say at different lifetimes, probably not the same one. Uh, yeah. We relate to what we want to relate to, and that's what most people do. I mean, if they were a homeless person in ten lifetimes, they're not going to remember that. They're not going to want to remember that. If they were a king, oh, well, I, I don't remember king. Gigi, whether she was poor or rich or anything. I don't remember her, but and, you remember. and she's gone and now. I mean, I remember this, this a, reality. Like this is my only child. my viewpoint. We have karma, and a lot of times that karma makes us come back in certain situations, but they're not the ones that we want. I mean, a lot of people, most people would want to reincarnate back into their family. I would never, in any lifetime I had, well, I wouldn't want to reincarnate back into the same family. Uh-huh. That was the other ahead, thing Nanda. I was going to suggest, that even if, even if um, you don't, like, remember your past life um, or you're not um, evolved enough yet in your lifetimes to, to even be on a spiritual path, at least you are doing one thing in each lifetime, and that is burning off karma from any bad karma you have may have created out of ignorance from a um, a prior existence. Because we and that's that's another thing I just want to hit on is 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 ignorance, you know, and and how man we're just ignorant and we don't mean to step on other people's toes in any way a lot of us anyway and um but but out of ignorance that's kind of the crux of what we get into this karma situation out of anyway we don't know any better and so hence we create karma for ourselves out of ignorance and then you know it's back to the it's kind of like the Back to the wheel of birth and death that you you know you see represented a lot of times when uh, when when we talk about Tibetan Buddhism, there's always a wheel, an eight-spoked wheel, and it's it's the the wheel of birth, death, ignorance, you know, karma, the wearing out of karma, the wearing out of ignorance, where after so many lifetimes, you know, of reincarnating. We suddenly we start to get spiritual. We realize, oh wait a minute, this is very important. You know, we're not just here for, you know, um, to watch video games or whatever. Even though that it's cool to take time off to do that too, but um, but it, it's all about in the end. We don't have any choice but be perpetuated into these reincarnations until we, uh, you know, start becoming spiritual and we can choose to get off of the wheel of life, birth, karma. We can extinguish our karma in in many ways and and get off of the wheel. And then there comes, you know, the, um, you know, the initial, the incarnates where when you're reincarnated you are hurled into your next existence from this one unless you have evolved enough spiritually or you catch your uh, at, at the time of death there's an opportunity 
to catch to catch it and, and see that. And if you see it at the time of death, you can actually jump off at that time as well. So it's, I don't want to say, oh, if, if you haven't studied for your lifetime and for a gajillion years, you know, you're not. It's not going to happen to you because I. I would never. You know, I'm not going to say that because it's not true. But but generally speaking, that's the way the wheel goes until it, at, at such time when we you know can make that choice and and we, usually when we get to that place we realize that incarnating won't be as painful for us because. We under we have an understanding now, and because of that understanding, we can take a bodhisattva vow, which means that we will come back to help people that want to understand and want to jump off the wheel, and and so we we can't we can't just leave people here without help. You know, it's like it's like oh okay. I'm going to cruise out and leave everybody without a lifeboat. But, you know, I'm in it for myself. And, and incidentally, you know, there's, there's really, um, in the Hinayana view, it, it, which is kind of like what's practiced uh, by the, mostly like in Thailand and Malaysia, uh, that is the view is, you know, just to get yourself off the wheel. But in the Mahayana view, which is Tibetan Buddhism, Vajrayana Buddhism, it's coming back uh, to help others, and you will take on any form necessary to do that. As Can you explain Bodhisattva to everybody? I know what it means, but I'd like to hear you because you're much more educated in this uh, discipline or modality or. I don't know that it's a religion, but anyway, Buddhism, and there's apparently various types. But can you, because you use the word, and so could you explain sure. Bodhisattva and, and the circle or wheel of life? So, if sure. there's things you know, thanks. Sure. Okay, a Bodhisattva is a being with profound, um, enlightened attitude and that takes a vow to work for the benefit of all sentient beings until psychic cyclic existence is empty. What do I mean by cyclic existence? Just what I explained about the wheel. The wheel is cyclic existence. And bodhicitta is, uh, it's compassion. A bodhisattva has profound compassion. And bodhicitta is the mind of enlightenment, the ultimate altruistic mind of enlightenment to attain Buddhahood for the sake of other sentient beings, a bodhisattva's way of life. So um, it's the virtue of putting others before self. Was that helpful? Thank you. Yes. I I just put Tommy on. uh, Tommy, I guess, is calling on Skype or something because it's making a buzzing, but but Tommy, when you want to talk, I'll put you back. Well, let me let him. Uh, Tommy, can you hear me? Sure. Yeah, I'm here. I'm on the other uh, phone. I I didn't know if it's if it's noisy, I'll hang it up and I'll stay in the other room. You hear a buzzing on it? It. Uh huh. It could be because you're too close to the other cell phone. Are they both cell phones your own? I just don't know. Yeah, but I'm in the other room. I'm in oh, the other really? room. Well. 
Ah, only well, when I put you on mute, it stops buzzing. I I did try All right, it out even just on now mute. while she was talking. I'll go in the other room if I want to say something. Well, uh, I guess we got to talk about several words here. Uh, okay, that, sure. Uh, um, but the wheel of life. Uh, yes. Uh, there's so many things in Buddhism that you don't learn in Christianity, and Tommy made a good list here for me to to ask certain questions. Uh, so we've covered karma dharma, Tommy. And does Buddhists believe in gods or deities? Are deity gods? So, and uh, uh, I'll let you answer that. And then, Tommy, I'm gonna put you on because Tommy can come on and handle the last hour. He can make notes, right, Tommy? Right. Um, and go back into what you want. But okay, let's yeah. hear her. I'm going to put you on mute so she can talk. Okay, now no buzzing for Spreaker and for iTunes and YouTube later because oh. you're on FM radio too. <laughs> All right, so let's hear okay. your God and deities. Do Buddhists, yeah, do Buddhists mm-hmm. believe in God? In God? No, we don't. We believe in mind. We also, but but why we examine Buddha examined the issue, <laughs> and he found that uh, actually uh, a lot of the folks that 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 do believe in God were doing so because it seemed to him like they needed a crutch. Um, please don't don't please no one. Um, that that does believe in God. Don't please don't take me wrong because you know and and, and don't get mad at me because it's it's um you know and because I believe that you can well you can believe in God if 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 that if that's helpful if that concept is helpful to you um, this is how we really view it and that is this we believe in our minds. And that all blame solely lies within us. Um, And that everything that happens solely lies within us. Again, back to karma. Uh, We have the choice to do good or evil. And what if we choose evil, then naturally that's what we're going to get back. So um, ultimately, no, we don't believe that there's like a, a puppet master up there pulling the strings. Um, I, pretty much, you know, it's pretty much the Big Bang Theory with, with a lot of uh, um, very interesting how things came about stories from, as you might imagine from an 8th century you know and and before that sort of mentality and these people are also living up in the Himalayas in India where things are just different there and uh, being up at that altitude makes you see and feel things a lot differently for sure so anyway um, we do uh, have deities these deities are aspects of our minds. We uh, do deity practice to hook into that aspect of our mind that say uh, um, 
Mm. Say weather obstacles. Um, you know, Tara. Tara's uh, very much a, a strong protector. Um, so when we need a certain, um, mm, shall we say, it, it almost gets a little magical now at this point, and we're talking a little bit Vajrayana now. And so that's, um, and Tantra. Um, Tantra a lot of times is mis- very misunderstood to mean only sex, but when it comes to deity practice, and I'm sure you've seen Tantra, perhaps of um, deities that were in uh, um, sexual embrace um, otherwise known as yabyum that is a way an esoteric uh, way of seeing ourselves as one with that magical but yet still very, uh, we want to bring it back to the relative realm. And so we see ourselves in embrace with this deity that has the power to protect, the power to repel, magnetize, uh, whatever that we might need help with at that particular time. So we find ourselves in grace with that deity and thereby dissolving that deity into ourselves and taking on their strength, their fearlessness in our own mind so that we can become that ourselves. Um, uh, I don't want to overstep things and say, oh, we are empowering ourselves as God. No, we have faith and we are empowering ourselves with that power that we need for that particular circumstance. You know, there's many. uh, For one instance, there's POA, and that's the transfer of consciousness at the time of death. And that's when the lamas come and say prayers for the person that's just died or or they can be present or not or they can do it after even the person's died. But that's um, to so that when the person is uh, has passed and they're um, in the bardos, these um, Dewa Chen Polwa prayers um you go to that person and you assist them in successfully um, um, successfully uh, what do I want to say um, um, you know uh, traversing the bardos into their next uh, existence and you lead them to a to a higher realm and not to get distracted by dull lights because you know that could lead to a rebirth in the animal realm say Um, so that's what the polar is all about so I kind of got a little 
off I got a little off track there, but still uh, still in the same uh vein of of uh teaching I think. I hope that was helpful in some way. Did you want me to come back on? Did you want me to come back on? Well, until she gets back in. Yeah, I can't. Oh, okay. Tommy, you can't hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. So uh, there's feedback right now, so I have to turn one of you off. But how do you want to do this? I'm on this. Leave this one on. I shut the other one off. Oh, okay. All right. Do uh, you want to keep going with the questions? Well, uh, did you want to ask me anything before we go back to her questions? Well, what I wanted to know is, if, did you want to add anything before we get into? I'd like to get some more into the Tibetan Buddhism and then in well, India, and just like sort of get get, get her to give give some stuff like that. But I just wanted to know if you wanted I, yeah, to I want cover her anything to go real into quick. Actual death and, Why don't you and the aspect her? of what happens. What All right, that? I'm going to turn this over to. I'm going to let you uh, at, interview her for. Uh, you know, the next part, because I've asked her my questions, but I'd still like to know a lot more about Buddhism, and we've still got an hour and six minutes. But I'll uh, I'll put me on mute, and you could uh, ask her a question and let her answer it on the same phone if you want so we don't have feedback. Maybe you could talk, like, you know, Richard Dolan and his girlfriend or something, since we don't have you live. On the, like, hopefully we'll have you both live someday. We're working on it. <laughs> but in the meantime, uh, why don't you – you know where I'm going, and I want to know more about Buddhism and stuff, but uh, the reincarnation, I know people are going to want to know that. And how, you know, what do you say to a friend like me that's had a loved one lost and stuff, and how do we console others? But, you know, it's only been a couple of weeks for me, and, and, and I'm still in shock I, and awe and my pain and my head and all that. But you two talk to people. You know, like it doesn't matter if we're Christian or Buddhism or anything. We, we've got things in common. Our soul, and we're born, we live, we die. Some may believe in extraterrestrials like I do and starseeds and, and Buddhism's fine, Zen's well, fine, all the world religions. But wherever we want to go with this, and then you can go. You look at your list and have her look at the list. And, uh, well, you know, just help me out here. I'm going to go on mute and let you right. talk to her for a while. Okay. All right. You all right. monitor. I just want to say – I'm going to be listening. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to say for me, the experiences that I went through are, are a lot different than the ones that Namgal went through. Our religion, our beliefs, our teachings, and the people we're around help create a reality that we kind of stay in. Uh, it's not what we need to be in, but it's what we're put in. The karma brought us into that reality. Uh, it's up to us to move forward, backwards, or stay there. We have that choice constantly. Uh, we can listen to what we're guided to do or not. Now, the difference is, and I and I hate to put it this way, mo- most religions have no concept of it. They don't deal with it at a higher level to understand it where 
what's really going on in between all that. Now, I, I know where you're at. When I mean, when I was young, I was 16, and I lost 20 of my best friends within one year. My best friend, I was going with his sister, and then when he died, I couldn't even face her. I mean, karma, death, when, when you're in it, it's different. When you talk about it or you read about it, it's so different. But love, the love we create, and I go into that a lot because people don't understand love. Multiple levels of love, multiple kinds of love. And to me, there's only one important one. And uh, most religions never touch it, the love of God. I mean, you could love yourself, you could love the world, but you don't love God. See, my experience through death, life, reincarnation, past life experiences and all that, for me, touching that is the only thing that's important. You can go to experience after experience and then understanding things of earth. When you let go of the physical body, what you are, you can call it consciousness or soul, is different. You don't have, you can't stick a needle through it. You can't chop it in half. You can't burn it. So when you read Dante's Inferno and he gives all these levels of death to a person when they go to hell, uh, it's what he perceived and what he came up with. But, you know, facing Lucifer, which I did once in my life, people don't want to give credit to things that I know are real for me. Whether you perceive it as your higher self, like my higher self. I was in a religion, and everybody would always say, my higher self. I think your higher self is you, changing from a person to your higher self. You're always you as your higher self. Whether you want to think as a higher self or a lower self, that's your choice. But that doesn't make you a creator. It doesn't make you God. And I was just telling somebody that even the Japanese scientist actually came out and said it. And he's one of the top scientists in the world right now who said, Creation has to be guided by something higher than, than, our, than what we can perceive because no way would cells and multiply and develop into something better. And mankind is the most perfect reality for, for a living consciousness than, than, a, than a neighbor, a worm, or a caterpillar, or whatever. And we receive a higher awareness. And that awareness helps you learn about soul of what it is. Now, when we're getting back to when you lose a soul and you're connected to it, nothing's worse on this planet. I don't care what people say, and it doesn't go away and it doesn't change. It's your only, the only way you can really learn to deal with it is slow, slowly understanding where the other soul goes or where that person goes. Now, I want to give it back to Namgal to explain all that, what Buddhism believes about that. I had five death experiences, and I know you did too, TJ. And when, when you have that, it changes that reality to a person. Now, I spent years listening to people that had a death experience. And I'll tell you this. All the ones I listened to, very few of them could actually explain what they went through. The only thing they can come back with is the angel was there, God was there, Jesus was there, or their uncle or whatever. Now, the only reason why they say that, that's the only thing the mind can perceive. Now, because when you leave your body, you're no longer dealing with anything physical. Nothing that relates to anything that's relating to planet Earth or the physical reality. So when you have that experience, which I did, and they're not the same. When you go into a different reality and you see lights and energy and stuff, you're not dealing with people. You're not dealing with words and, and things. So it's so different. And if you don't see that, you're not looking at the experience. But all these people that come back and say, I had this experience and now they're spiritual. 
dying doesn't make anybody better. When you cross over, when you translate or you ascend to the next level, you don't stay there if you're not aware. You can't stay somewhere where you don't know where you are. You're, and, and then something that nobody talks about, which I'll say before, before I give it back to Namgal, is the silver cord. People don't talk about that no more. One person who was really famous did it on TV in a show, and she talked about it, and that was out on a limb when she was talking about her, when she left her body and everything, and she saw the silver cord. People assume they're better than that now. But the silver cord is what keeps most soul connected to their body. When you leave your body, the only thing that brings you back is the silver cord. Because if most people get their silver cord cut, they do go crazy, their body dies, or things happen. Because it's like saying, somebody dropped you up in the middle of the jungle in Russia by yourself. You don't know what to do, how to survive, or you can't. So when you get into a higher realm or dimension, and you're in that, you have no way to guide yourself or protect yourself or anything. And there's demons and entities. They're all real. And they, they live at a different level of awareness than we are at this moment. But see, I, I dealt with deities. And I deal with them a lot different than most people do. Because they taught me things, but nothing of planet Earth. Everybody says, well, they teach you how to, how to what? What do people learn on planet Earth? Nothing to do with soul, the body, the essential body, or the the soul body when it leaves the physical body. It's a different entity, it's a different form, and it's a different light. I mean, even reading auras. Very few people can read auras. Everybody has an aura. Oh, you want me to just stop and let you go? Oh, let me... All right. Well, all right. Here's... I'm going to let them go finish talk about... Uh, no, let you finish about death and try to explain that to CJ. I can you know, I can only say what the my experience and what the llamas' experience are, you know, and what they say. But, but I I realize if um, if Tommy continues, I'm going to be um, I might be saying, you know, uh, contradicting him. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, yeah, yeah, we all have our own opinion and our own energy and the way we talk, and it's okay, folks, that. We can agree to disagree based sure. on what we're trying to communicate because we've got we're human forms right now, and some of us are used to the past lives and communicating without talking. To be honest, we didn't have we had oh, different yeah. essences. We we didn't have to speak with our voice. So this is a lesson, and I remember just using my mind. And I have some people that are ETs on in this world that come and go, and they don't have to talk to me. It's like a movie or something. They just it's like Namgal if I was with you, and I can do it sometimes, and I think Tommy's been able to do it. Some people, if they practice, practice, practice with another being, a sender and receiver, it's like you get close to a friend and they call you. You can just think it, and the phone will ring in this reality. Oh, so, oh, you know, we can talk about all that too. But let's go on with what you got. Yeah. I'm going to go back on mute. So, oh. so you cover where your mind is, but you get what I'm saying, right? Just like you know the past okay, life. No, I, I, you just... You just hit something, and this is this is just a personal. Ex- this is actually the experience that that cracked my mind wide open. Yeah, I was a spiritual child. Okay, so you just hit on something for me <clears throat> that I can tell you exactly what happened. Okay, so my best friend was murdered, and I was seventeen. He was twenty-one. He was in. 
Reno and I was in Ohio. So I had just learned of his death. I went to see him at the funeral parlor. Then that night, and I know a lot of people have had the same experience. That night, the phone rang. I sat up in bed and answered the phone, and it was him. So um, that was actually the night that I start that I got cracked open, right? And a lot of times, it takes a death to crack or something very strong to happen in your life to kind of crack your mind open to. Um, being able to continue communication still with that person. Okay, so are you there, TJ? TJ? Yeah, I'm here. Yes, I'm here. I just go on mute okay. so I can hear you better on my recording for YouTube. But, oh, okay. But I'm here. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay, yeah, great. But it does feel funny okay. when, when you can't feel somebody there, so you're very sensitive. I know. And, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. I'm here. Okay, great. Okay, so um, um, yeah, back to my train of about thought. the death and dying. And uh, did you know him? Yeah, in a past life. Do you think? Um, you know, perhaps, perhaps. So that I, I really wasn't so. You know, I. I, I, what I want to say is that we were so close that it cracked me open. And then I started having all of these dreams. And then on my part, I was able to communicate with him and he was already passed. So that's what really started me, um, you know, like um, just being able to perceive more than my side, one side. So, um, but the mamas, you know, um, we feel very strongly that after a person has passed and, um, because of your death experiences, I believe every death experience is as unique as a birth experience. Nevertheless, after you die, um, they feel that you go into maybe a little blackout. And then you come, your mind, your your consciousness comes back to the situation and to your body. And then you you start to perceive your loved ones and their reactions. And you're there, but they can't see you. And um, you can see them. And for 49 days, we believe that they are actually there here still on this plane of existence okay then after that um you know they start going through the bardos and then um um can you say what the bardos are um sure they're well yes and no i mean i can explain what a bardo is but understand there are always many bardos, um, according to the Tibetans, right? And um, they consider um, life, even being in life right now, a bardo, right? Or say you're waiting for a doctor's appointment, sitting in the um, waiting room is a bardo, sitting in a traffic jam is a bardo, you know. But generally, 
there is um, the the bardos of of um, there's like the uh, oh, right off right off my hands I can't I can't come up with a Tibetan name for them I, I there are four of them and the first one um, you um, oh, wow I, I wish I, I was prepared for that um, in the first bardo you um are you become aware of that that you're dead I think and oh you know I really don't want to say unless I can say for sure you know because I don't want to speculate but I know there are four and oh oh the bardo of okay so there's the bardo of becoming is the last one that I know and that's where you see um, couples copulating and um, that's that's when you start to take um, your your next existence, but without knowing the um, exact terms, I don't want to to say and be wrong. But I can find out for you. Okay. So yeah, yeah that's, well, that's whatever nice. you can share generally, then you know that you do know about would be good, and that you feel comfortable sharing because you know sure, people. Sure. A lot of people aren't Buddhist out there, or they don't know what a Bodhisattva is, or for a wheel of life, or the bardos. And you you mentioned things, but you know a lot of I may know, but others may not. So we just have to sure. decide, right? How to talk right, to everybody. Right. And some people may be listening that know exactly what we're talking about. You know. So no, it's, it's continue. You know, whatever you feel comfortable. Yeah, say the terms. Um, yeah, okay, so, the, you know, there's, um, to my immediate, just, you know, off, off of my hand, um, there's the, the bardo of, um, when you first die, I think that's the Sipa bardo, and then that's the bardo, then there's the bardo of, first there's the bardo of the peaceful deities. And that's where everything will be very nice and you'll be all happy you're dead because you're not, you know, hanging out in the world anymore and your body doesn't feel pain and you have the ability to be omniscient and you can go anywhere at the moment, at a moment's thought, you know, and you can actually hear what the people are saying and doing. And the second one is, um, uh, blah, blah. What what let's see what which one did I just say? The what did I just say, Tommy? Um, the first oh, oh the beautiful deities, bardos, the, the four bardos. deities. Yeah, then there's the wrathful deities, and that's when um, the wrathful deities will come and try to scare the bejesus out of you, and and make you you know huddle in the corner and. Um, you know, it, according to, and this is where karma comes in when the wrathful deities come, and this is where, where um, if if you are familiar with what what is happening, because you've studied this a little bit, um, they cannot bother you because you're prepared, and it's also what happens in Pola. Um, you're reading to the person's consciousness and you keep reminding them, don't be um, afraid. 
when the wrathful deities come, have no fear, right? And then um, the third one is, I, I, oh, oh, okay, then, then, oh, then the third one is the bardo of becoming, and then I think the fourth one is when you're actually, you're in utero again. Yeah. And then, and then, of course, there are people who consciously incarnate, but they, they don't go through the bardos as such. They um, can rest in a place called Dewa Chen. Uh, Dewa Chen is essentially the Tibetan Buddhist heaven. And it's like a, a city. And it's um, it's red. It's like the sunset coming up, you know, like, and it's all red and orange. And the Buddha that lives there is Buddha Amitabha. And he um, resides over Dewa Chen and can grant you a, um, a peaceful boat to your next existence or not. You know, um, he doesn't send people to lower realms, but if you have the good fortune to go there in the first place, um, you know, you can achieve nirvana, which is not, like I say, again, jumping back on the wheel of life. And, um, but, you know, I just want to point out that really truthfully, you know, with the lamas and how they... um, can go and find tulkus, and tulkus are, you know, um, Rinpoche's or high lamas that have died, and they come back intentionally. They're incarnate, okay? They're not hurled into uh, existence. They come back intentionally, and they've actually, you know, they've developed... um, and they they know the mysteries that lay behind the incarnation to a precise science, so much so that they can even say before they die where they're going to be reborn and found. And so it's you know it's back to what we sow, so shall we reap from lifetime to lifetime. You know whatever pay, our particular spiritual lessons are, paying back karmic debts, reaping you know all the results that we've done in the past and all the while creating the conditions for positive, you know, future rebirths. It, you know, it all has to do with our mind, our consciousness. They, it, it exists in, since beginningless time, and this is really awesome to think about. And it has, it has no end. It has no end. And it's a continuous stream of awareness changing from moment to moment. It's not to be, like, confused with the brain. They're different. Consciousness, by definition, has no physical properties. It is not made of the fleshy organ filled with gray matter inside our head. In the same way, like, that electricity is not connected to a light bulb, but um, but it's, you know, in the same way that electricity is connected to the light bulb, but it's not synonymous. It's like um, the fact that the seat of our mind is actually within our heart. It's, it's, 
it's somewhat it's intriguing and um, you know what happens at the time of death when we die our mind separates from our body it moves to its next existence taking on another form another life and, and I mean you know it's somewhat logical and, and it's pretty much the closest definition to uh, what Christianity would refer to as a soul. You know, refining and developing our minds which is the most worthwhile thing that a human being can do because ultimately it's, ultimately it's, really, it's really all we have that's, that's going to, uh, you know, that's, that's going to help us. You know, we... We can have all the money and, and wealth in the world, but at the time of death, it's not going to help us. You know, um, we're going to be hurled. And, and no matter what we accumulate besides spiritual wealth, that's the only thing in knowledge that, that's going to help us, really. So I think the rest of it, you know, in that we've really gotten caught off in a lot of delusion. But, you know, um, but, you know, we're the authors of our own life, past, present, and futures. Genetics, illness, it's, it's all karma. It's all karma. You choose your parents through karma. Genetics and inheritance are like everything else, controlled by the law of cause and effect, the, you know, so, um, um, well, I, it's like, the it's hard to understand, it's hard to understand how to get along with everybody, and then, you know, as an individual that was in my life, and then she, now she's gone, and, you know, I'd like to just tell myself that she just passed on to another dimension and to another universe or another place in space. Mm-hmm. But how do you console somebody? Because I never know what to say. Well, we all say we're sorry for your loss because I guess that's politically correct. But, uh, you know, I mean, we're supposed to be helping people coming back here. And I know I did, and I've died in this lifetime three or four times. And some of my sure. friends, I don't know how to speak even about reincarnation to a lot of my friends that are doctors that want to believe, sure. but, you know, I don't know how to make them understand unless you're speaking neuro-linguistic programming, maybe. I don't know. Or you, you've got to talk philosophy, but I've heard doctors say it's up to God and uh, about my daughter because they didn't know how long she had, and it was terrible to watch her die, grueling, oh. grueling painfully. Because her, she had a brain bleed and, and her hit hemorrhaged after throwing up. And, you know, she already had only like 5% of, uh, not even that, she had 0 or 1% or something. But they 5% of something and like 1% something else. So, you know, she wasn't making red cells or white cells or plasma. And, and so it was very hard on her anyway for years. So well, anyway, I'm just, it's hard to, in my brain... I don't know which phone is ringing. How many phones do I have? I hear it. One, two, three, four in my lap. I have way too many friends. Janet's calling. That's odd. Let me tell her. Uh, But we're on the the 
show right now, Janet, so uh, I don't know if she can hear me. But uh, go ahead on uh, how do we make, you know, my first sentence here, I guess you can't see it, is what do you say to a friend who has lost a loved one? And that's my first question on can't see how I've written this up, right? So can well, you help me with that? Think of a good way yeah. to help people. No, really, and this is, but, but, I, I am not going to make up a lie. Okay, this is, this is the truth, and, and when I say it, you'll know it to the, I, I, I trust you'll know it to be truth as well. Number one impermanence there is no getting around the fact that none of us are going to be here permanently none of us as a matter of fact the law as soon as we're born time's getting short already okay now as far as someone like your young daughter Leaving, she came and she paid her karma in this place called Samsara, you know, and um, she exhausted her karma in this lifetime. She was done. She didn't have to pay anymore. Now, she caught it, caught the time, and was able to not have to come back to the wheel if she chose not. And maybe she wants to come back to help people who had the same disease in her past life. She might come back as a nurse, you know, Um uh, but that's that's how that thing works, you know, is that we we we're every every incarnation we're journeying. We're it's a destiny, each and every one of us, you know, and and, and it's like we're trying to. It's like um, we're finally of perpetual rest and peace, each and every one of us. It's like the what I call the seed of Buddha nature and it's awakened mind and we have we have to do all these lifetimes to eliminate karma and to achieve you know uh, achieve that and and eliminate our delusions and that are like clouds anyway they just covered our you know our ways of enlightened thinking and behavior and and so you know, it's a way of learning, and I, I really feel that the way to really, you know, I don't, you have, you know, in my deepest heart of hearts as one who suffers a great deal physically, I have to say rejoice, as hard as it is to see a, a young person go. They're not in pain anymore. And now they're in total freedom. They're bouncing around the universe. And um, she could bounce around and have fun for a while, you know. And then 
maybe one of your other daughters will get pregnant or son, and then she she comes back in some way. Maybe you might even get a a, a kitty, or you know, a uh, she might. The bodhisattvas once they gain that knowledge, they'll take an existence as anything to be of service. And if she feels her mother needs her, she'll come back to you in some way. And that's what that's I would say interesting. to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in the meantime, I'm sure that, and I know that you see her in everything, in the sunset, in a rainbow, and when, when it's raining, you hear her in everything. It's it's so weird, isn't it? When someone dies, suddenly they're so omniscient. Oh, yeah, definitely. Everything reminds you of them. And you go through tears of waves of feeling. My my sister about died, her sister. I mean, my sister, Brenda Thomas, is, was my very best friend growing up. And she was only like three and a half years younger. She was born in 54, October 1854. And I was born 12, 21. But her daughter left the earth quite a few years ago and she was much much younger than oh. mine she didn't even have her babies they tried to store her eggs and her husband since got married again oh, and stuff and, but it was really she was uh, beautiful young she was a beauty queen for texas it's brenda c thomas and her daughter was just absolutely she was the apple of her eye and just uh just such a beautiful mm-hmm. soul and inside and out and so it was so hard and Brenda just about died but she lost a lot of weight she lost her teeth and it was really hard on her other kids she had basically a nervous breakdown she was a nurse and ran a big company and you know for hospitals Mm. and stuff her husband works for state of Texas and forensics lab and it was so hard on them I mean just a beautiful girl so we miss her and uh, you know it's not the same for her in I mean, she'll never, it's like part of her, we're not Buddhists, so, you know, we were raised Christian, but, you know, in her mind's eye, sure. we all, in her faith, we all go to another place in space, and, you know, we'll all be there, so we all, you know, with our pets, we say we cross the rainbow bridge, and, you know, but with us, we say we'll all meet again, and, you know, a lot of us believe a part of us goes to a place, and you know, I I feel like there's a part of me up there, an oversoul, and and a part of me that sends down something. And Tommy and I may or may not agree, and you may not, but we ought to talk about that because we come down. But surely all of us doesn't come down. There's got to be sparks or pieces. And some Egyptians, some of the gods or deities back then used to talk about they'd break themselves apart, and then you have many people that believe they're reincarnated as different people, but they only have a shard or like taking a mirror. And breaking it in one life, and it and it shatters. And people either were with them, or in the family, or connected. But everybody can't be Cleopatra, or Isis, or Caesar, or you know, Tar. I find that I quite amusing. <laughs> yeah. So how do we do yeah. that? Because if we do come back, we can all be. But some of us do believe that. Even Buddhists, some have past life memories, like you were talking about. Some. And I don't understand them putting themselves in fire, but you may want to explain that too because I don't understand. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. It's almost like a martyrdom, but you can explain that. You but you know, some of the about that. Oh yeah, I guess because well, no. I know about I, you some know. go in the mountain too and shrink in thirteen years or whatever how many years it is, and they shrink real little, and uh, you know, go into another life. I guess, but. 
Yeah, go ahead and talk about what what you call it and what does that mean to the oh, you know to the world. That, that's some interesting stuff, I tell you. Yeah, they um they actually even wall themselves up while they're still alive to die. Ooh. And um, <clears throat> but that's not the Tibetan Buddhas. Um, and that's uh, some really India? offshoot uh, Malaysian sect. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was you really think that's why Chinese had such a problem? I don't know why the Chinese came over and took over the land and stuff. And Tommy and I have had in seven years two or three deep conversations. So you can take any one topic, especially that type of stuff that we don't really understand in in the world religions. But you know what I'm talking the Buddhism and uh, so you're saying that that's like an extreme because every religion, world religion, I guess, has the extreme. Yeah. We talk about the Muslims yeah. and giving their lives because they're fighting for the Quran or the cause or whatever. So, so these people that do that, they're giving up their life. Do you think they come back? How do they? I you don't know how they explain those that. Those guys are you? so freaking high. I think that they don't come back because you got to be really, really, you know, just already in commune with, uh, you know, um, the other side, and and they just probably don't ever come back. You know what I mean? To this earth. So they they finish with their karma and they feel. Yeah, but they don't have to get off the wheel. Well, They're maybe, off the wheel. Yes, maybe no. Well, maybe yes, maybe no, because you see, they, these guys are Theravadan Buddhists, and the Theravadans are more like the Thai monks, you know, and Vietnamese guys, and um, they um, believe in enlightenment for only for yourself. That's it's Hinayana. They're into the Hinayana. And um, that's enlightenment only for yourself. And so we, you know, so the Mahayana, while we don't degrade or think that that's a lesser vehicle, we feel that um, enlightenment is no good if it's just for you. You know what I mean? Right. It's self-serving versus service to others, yeah. I guess. It's- yeah, and it just is maybe another strain, or maybe an extreme group gets together and supports each other, or a little area of the planet, or something like that. And universally, oh, once yeah. you've died and been on the other side, I just feel like I was connected. I could feel a difference when I passed and went through the stars and went back and had all these memories come in me. And you know, each time was different, but I did get to go to a higher level. Which shocked me. I, oh. At one time, I only believed in five levels: or uh, universe, multiverse, and metaverse, universe, and omniverse. Five. But then the last time, I went up to six and seven, and now I'm starting to believe, you know, in the seven levels and seven universes, like Russian dolls, but also minimum of ten dimensions. And we may want to discuss thirteen, but I don't know how. Yeah. Do you get into realms and dimensions and places and space at all in the cosmos? You know, scientifically um, or with quantum entanglement or quantum mechanics. You know what um, I'm talking about. Like your, your do, soul do, or your I spirit. Do. Okay. I do. If you can talk However, about that. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, well, quantum mechanics, quantum physics, and, and Buddhism to me are, are, are very much hand in hand. Uh, as a matter of fact, 
Yeah, I do believe that some of the way early lamas, way back in the like eighth century, they were some of the first quantum theorists, even you know, because um, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's very dimensional. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and the the things that they teach are are just that, only in different words. So, um, yeah, I'm afraid for me to really go into great depth. I would have to use a lot of uh, Sanskrit and Tibetan terms that would probably uh, throw everyone off. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So. Well, well that, maybe that yeah. could take years to go through all that. <laughs> but we can have you well, back, sure. and when you, yeah. you know, you can maybe write an p- article or two up and. We could post it on one of our websites or even one called Teach of Mercy to Radio and have discussions on that. But, you know, everybody has a different way they express themselves and are assembling knowledge in communication of that. And some people call it the knowing or the awareness. I would invite anyone who's interested... uh, to listen to a woman, she's on YouTube. Every her name is Jean Houston, J E A N H U S T O N. I believe she's PhD, and she's uh, very much into the quantum uh, side of of it all. Okay, so she would be a better authority than myself, of course. <laughs> okay, well that's nice. To help, we yeah. appreciate it, and it's hard to know uh, how to do what we do and how to get people to work together. And one of the hardest things I've ever done is being in service to others. And the best teachers I've had is by doing something. Even for like my daughter's headstone, my my daughter, you know, my other daughter went out and she just cried tonight because or today because she went out and the rain had messed up where we buried my other daughter and the, the ground had fallen and. They took her flowers away, and you know she put spent eighty to hundred just on little things, so she'd know where Gigi was. It's in a big cemetery, and it's very, very nice, Holy Cross in Pensacola. But you know we're talking death and things, and you know it takes so much money to bury somebody, and she didn't want to be cremated. Now you know I guess Buddhists oh. can be cremated, but she believed the old way, and that her body would be. Uh, I think what they call bring up, even though we know Jesus can create anything at any time. And, but some people want their body remembered, and, you know, it's just That's her okay. choice. That's so her she wanted to be buried. That was her worst, yeah. Mm-hmm. Carbon, you know, because basically we say, you know, the people with the funeral homes are going to tell you, well, everything's going to go back to carbon base. But, you know, some people want to be cremated, and some want to be buried, some want to be put in a mausoleum, and... So it's a personal choice, I guess. I don't know where we're going with all this in today's world. Uh, can you talk about that, about cremation in India and the difference between is, do all Buddhist people get buried or do they all get eat up by the vultures or do they get burned up? or What's the deal on that? Because, you know, over here in America and then here in Florida, my daughter wanted to be buried. And now I put out on Facebook just to see if I could help get some help on a – headstone for her you know i'm on retired and on a you know minimum income which you know you and tommy are too but how do we help each other it's hard to get people even to buy a 
you know, headstone today's time, and they're not cheap, folks. We tried to put a little something, oh, yeah. they pick it up. We've got to go right. buy one of those big whatever stones, you know. It's, and my husband, and he gets a headstone from being in the Navy. A lot of them have where you bury them, they have the, where they mow, and they just put a, a little brass or something plate on it. But he didn't have yeah. a headstone either. But everything costs money. So we've learned maybe five hundred to fifteen hundred depending for cremation at eight to ten thousand average. So say oh, yeah. Steffi took Steffi fortunately had it. I didn't have it in savings. I'll have hand to mouth like most Americans. But uh she had it so she paid it, but I'd like to pay her back. So I'm thinking I'm gonna write books right. and try to raise some money and but even if we can get some help on the headstone, but you, you, I've never asked for money. I've been a fundraiser for things that I've never needed anything. I've always been able to provide for myself, and I helped make m- millions at one time on earth, but those days are over. So anyway, so back to you <laughs> on death and dying, and how do you how, – what do you, are you going to be cremated or, or buried, or do you have a choice? And, and you know, I mean, does it relay uh, on what you're – brought up yeah i definitely won't be buried but um i you have to understand that the the sky burial like oh it was really cool when i was in india i was in dharmsala a long long time ago when the um tibetan settlement just pretty much came and anyway so i'm hanging out in a hotel i'm looking out and i see all these vultures coming to the top of this hotel to the roof right I'm like, oh, man, I know what's going on over there. Somebody's died and they've chopped him up. Sure as heck. So anyway, they do sky burials in Tibet. The reason for that is this. Trees are very, very scarce because, and and in India as well, um, they've taken a lot of the trees and cut them down for, well, for people to live and for sandalwood and, this and that. So the real, it's in India in particular, it's against the law to cut any trees. In Varanasi, where um, they put, they burn the bodies and then they um, send people down the Ganges. Um, well, I don't know what to deal with where they get that wood, but it's okay to they they do the um, there. But the reason they do the sky burials is because there's such a shortage of wood okay that's the real truth okay so myself they're doing this new thing called green burials where they take your body and they put you in pretty much the same position that um, the tibetan burial is where you're you're bound up with your knees up to your chin and then your hands your arms are around your legs and then they put a burlap bag around you and put you in a hole, and then they put a tree on top of you. And then you're the tree, and I just think that's gorgeous, especially the way our planet's going these days. And then they could put a plaque at the bottom of the tree if they wanted or not. <laughs> but um, well, Do they have uh, – yeah. I mean, is that legal, or is that just in Hawaii? Or Tell us about that, because that wasn't an option over here, I don't think, or at least we didn't know about it. So oh, really? half of it is having awareness – and have it offered, yeah. That, that's yeah. Oh, well, there's so much on the planet. So maybe there's many alternatives. That the whole thing is being aware. Sometimes you have to know to be open-minded right. to other questions to get the answers. And a lot of times it's searching out. And I've always learned 
most people go by a need. If you have a need, you can try to fulfill it or MacGyver it, so to speak, <laughs> in the poor land. And I've lived, I guess, uh, very fortunate to have been uh, middle class, but I think I was also part of the people back in the day trying to run a company and going green, but we tried to you know, go direct to other countries and cut the middlemen out, and now we're realizing that wasn't very smart, but now we've got stuff sitting on the you know, in the containers in both coasts. And, you know, America doesn't need as much stuff as we used to. We need to send it back and just make our own stuff in America. But that won't work. Right. That's not helping the world, you know. <laughs> so we have to figure the whole planet out, you know. It's like we can't afford to bury ourselves, but let's figure this out. So what's the the tree thing? They give us an idea because that sounds very new agey or eco-environmentally friendly. I honestly don't know what the cost is involved with that. I know that here in Hawaii we don't have soil, and so to bury someone here is oh, it's astronomical. So, but you can get cremated here for a thousand bucks, and then now there's just opened a new um, a burial place where you can actually get you know you can be a tree, or you might even be able hmm. to get permission to put yourself on your own land if you're doing that but um i don't know there's yeah. a lot of rules for that stuff you got to buy it and all that but, yeah, I know okay so that. death and dying a lot to think about and i'm 67 i'm not getting any younger folks but you know some people had good company companies with good benefits and most of the people with money they don't understand that people without money they don't think about I mean, I I grew up with an accounting father, but he didn't teach me to play this stock market. I don't know about your dad, but nobody told me how the world worked with trade and commerce, and they didn't train me in school how to do bank accounts or how to learn how to invest money. And, you know, back when I went to Hawaii in my 30s from the mainland and going through the the uh, government and Navy and all that stuff that, you know, I guess they assumed they'd bury us. I don't, we didn't think about who was going to bury us. I don't, I don't think most people do. It's right. not, we need to be nope. educated about how to take care of ourselves, food, clothing, and shelter, and everything's getting outrageous. So, you know, I don't mean to take this to a dark place, but this is a place that humans need to console each other and help each other learn uh, and talk about, okay, do we have a soul? And if we do, why? And if, if we do, and does it matter whether we bury our bodies or, or not? And are we E.T. starseeds? Do we come from the stars? In, in cosmic theory, we, we say we come from stardust. So, and a lot of people in the uh, Christian world believe we're, you know, the Bible, and that we come from, we're, we're like the Anunnaki, or like gods, or we were, we were formed in God's image. But yet, now, you, you've come through all that and decided that Buddhism works better for you. And the reincarnation, I've sort of blended all that together, all the world religions, because I've died oh, and been on the other sure. side. The only thing is, is that Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism, to me, and, and it's, it's been said before, is more like a philosophy. It's not, it's not really a religion, you know? It may look like a religion, but it's really not. We, we just really but, study the mind. I guess I'm sort of blending all world religions together with science. It's coming out with spiritual science. But I know Tommy and I go. talk about the ascension, 
but we call it spiritual science, and we're universal life ministers uh-huh. just because it was easy to do on the internet and to just declare ourselves uh-huh. so we could, you know, have have uh, wed, wed people or sure. you know, ourselves ministers. But my ascension age was everything after twelve twenty one twelve, and Robert O'Dean or Bob Dean that went to I never went to any UFO conferences or anything. I don't even know if Tommy did or not, but you know, I was in MUFON for a while. But uh, from 1967 to 2017 is 50 years of investigation, being involved with government and clearances and all of that, and death and dying and out of body. And all of this is coming together, and I just – I've, like, got this spiritual science and the ascension age, but what does that mean? I've got a soul. You've got a soul. Tommy's got a soul. How do we – I don't know if we can all agree or, or just agree to disagree that everybody has a soul or a con- – we know we – have a container that's our body mind but each person and you know this Namgal, with every person that's got a brain and we're working on brain mapping and all these neurons how many universes do we have inside of us just each neuron could be a universe a bubble in our brain it's really interesting so how, how do you deal with everybody could be a different universe and everybody could have their own God or no God. It's it's all do you deal with free will and free choice? Or you oh, know, live and sure. let live, so to speak. <laughs> well Well uh, well that's that, that's philosophy, that's right? Well, philosophy, it's like, it's that's like the this. key word. Yeah, well, you know, it's like we, we go and and we get trained and, and we study a strict regiment only to come out and throw it all to the wind. Absolutely throw it all to the wind and be as free as possible and spontaneous as possible. And, you know, um, it's, uh, it's funny. It's funny. I get, we learn all this stuff to unlearn it, just to let it go. Seriously. It, it, It teaches us not to grasp. That's the interesting thing about, you know, all these crazy practices, um, that we do in Tibetan Buddhism because it looks like, you know, we're being so stern and everything, but it's, it's really just, uh, we go to one end of the spectrum just to go to the other end completely. And I guess it's, and psychologically it, it teaches us, uh, uh, you know, how to appreciate the other. It's the yin and yang of it, right? There's a good thing, yin and yang, and a lot of people don't understand. They don't understand that symbol. We do use a lot of symbols all throughout world religions and Buddhism and death and dying. And if you believe in reincarnation or coming back, or have we been in other lives or from other planets? And I guess if you believe you're here, maybe or maybe not, we believe that there's other planets <laughs> out there, other places. It's it's all subjective. How do we? You know, how do we talk to each other? Because when you meet somebody, usually it's just, hi, how are you? Your neighbor's down there. You don't really meet people anymore. So I'm looking to create something here, and I hope you'll help me write a book with Tommy. But it needs to be more open, but at the same time, you know, a self-help or motivational book or something like that. But did he talk to you about writing something, writing a book after his UFO, how to see UFOs? Has he talked to you about a soul or, you know, born, live, die, reincarnation? I don't know what you'd want to call it. Did he no, talk to you about no. book? Uh, 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 not really. Um, 
Yeah, no, no, he didn't. I, I'm kind of always helping him with his books, so I, uh, I'm, I just read for entertainment, you know. No, I, I hadn't really ever considered it. I, I, I mostly, you know, um, I do a lot of retreat work. I, I always live in, uh, at least semi-retreat. So, um. Uh, yeah, it never it never really occurred to me to do a book. Uh, well, talk to him. I, I've got uh, Tom, Tommy Hogsblood Sneezy's Soul Born, Live, Die, Reincarnation, E.T., Starseeds, and then Namgal Lamo. So, you know, it could be Tommy Hogsblood, Namgal Lamo, or whatever. But maybe these things, you know, you can come together on. Soul Born, Live, Die, Reincarnation, E.T., Starseeds, because... You know, are we star seeds? Some people they may think they're stardust or star seeds. And uh, Robert O'Dean said we're all immortals, and that's what I like to think. And that we all born, we all live, we all die, and we all reincarnate, and we could be from anywhere in the universe. So we, he said, don't call us aliens; they're ETs. So I've agreed to that. But Robert, or Bob Dean's now passed on, but uh, oh, he has some see. good teachings. Yeah, but. He started yeah, talking know. about the man from Galilee being an ET and stuff, or that we didn't treat him right. But he talked about Father has many mansions, so we use, you know, you've heard that kind of stuff, right? That he wasn't from oh, here. Oh, good, yeah, for sure. So, for sure. We're all trying to figure okay. that story out. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm going to leave you to Tommy. I don't know how much time there all is right. left. About 15, yeah. you know, about 10 minutes. But Tommy can close it up. But thank you, Namgal. And I'll leave that yeah, idea for your book there with Tommy. And maybe you can help All him right. out there, write the next book. Thank you yeah, so much for yeah, helping yeah. us. All My right. Pleasure. Well, if you ever want to talk, just let me know. We'll okay. come back sometime. Yeah. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. Hello, TJ. Uh, well, Tommy, at least you get to wrap up the end. I'm going to let you do the last 10 minutes here. You can sort of wrap all that up if you'd like to. You know, your name led off, but I guess we got all caught up in that. But now you want to put a bow on this and right. talk about the book that we're going to write, but or mainly you and Namgal. Okay, I'm going to go on mute now, so you tie this up for us. <laughs> what, what I just want to fill, fill in, uh, for me, it's an individual path. Nobody's on the same path. Uh, most people are on one path, the program path that they believe is to be the ultimate path, that, that the reason why they're here. But it's a programmed idea. And I want to just go into that before the show ends. Uh, TJ, if you want to come on tomorrow, we'll, we'll do more on this for two hours tomorrow if you want. But let me just go into this real fast. I know people t- talk about their truth, truth. What is truth? Something that you accept is real. And just because somebody accepts it as real doesn't make it real. If 10 million people believed in Superman, it doesn't make Superman real. If 2 billion people believe in Superman, it doesn't make Superman real. So when people say their truth, their truth is only limited to their accepted awareness that they perceive and want to perceive. So death is a lot different. You can't make it what you want. It doesn't allow it to be created by you. See, now, all paths, and I studied with deities, and, and I don't say I just prayed to them and, and, and worshiped them or angels and beings and all that. 
I traveled with them. They explained and showed me things of higher dimensions, higher realms, where where soul goes. Now, you have to believe that you have a soul. Now, for me, Buddhism and all the religions have a programmed idea of what we are. And I always say it's not anything important until you can prove it to yourself and then make sure that what you're proving to yourself is real. I mean, magic can make people see things and then they believe it, but that doesn't make it real. I mean, you have to do the research and, and go into it and all those kind of things to make sure that what your reality is real. Death is coming to you because of your karma. Uh, people say you good people die young and I kind of believe that because the longer you live the more karma you can create uh, now here's the thing and I'll tell you straight out little children that are born and die within 24 hours a week are already in a place where they only have a teeny bit of karma to pay off and they want to pay it off right away or they have uh, another place that they're going to go in the next realm and they had to come here just to, to do something real short they're not here to suffer. They're not here to go through pain and suffering and go through all the things of life, which everybody has to go through. Now, when a soul is living life, if they don't become aware, and this is not good news for most people, because if you don't look for a spiritual foundation for yourself, and I use the word spiritual, it, it doesn't mean much really in this reality because nobody understands it, but at least get in touch with the highest you can possibly become aware of. Now, when I work with Shiva, I work with, I work with three, I work with five deities. All right, Shiva was incredible for one experience. Green Tara was incredible for one experience. Manjushri is an incredible being as well. And I use the warrior, warrior deity, which is Ctab, and he looks like a giant uh, Bigfoot gorilla or whatever, uh, and he's super big. He's like big as half of the planet. Uh, it's a deity. All right. And it's a warrior deity. And, and when the Tibetan teach it, uh, to, when the Tibetan people were actually at war and went out to war, they projected that image over them. And even the one temple that uh, my teacher studied at, there was only five high lamas there. And they could take on an army. Just the same as in the native times, Geronimo was the most fierce warrior there was. He only rode with 13 people, one woman. And he took out armies. Uh, deities are incredible if you learn what they are and what they really teach you. To say we're here to teach everybody, you're dying and you come back, you're going to die again. You're going to come back and die again. What are you going to be teaching people? That you're going to die and come back again? Why aren't you teaching them how not to come back? What are you teaching a person about incarnation or reincarnation that they're not learning? Or people don't get taught anything about it. Nobody talks about that because very few souls or people understand that. I mean, in Buddhism or any path, I mean, Christianity, they just believe they go to heaven. It's a nice belief system. But is it real? Now, and, and the reason why they get more strength in believing that, because a lot of the psychics now talk about the angels or their family up in heaven, and they're all saying, hi, we miss you. If you're going to do the same thing you're doing here, why do you think you would go there? Why do you think you would be doing the same thing over? So, and this is what I want to say before the show ends. So, or what you are, is the best you have ever been. Period. 
You could have been a frog, turtle, dragon, dragon, demon, entity, whatever. You're the best you have ever been in 99% of most cases. Meaning soul keeps moving forward. It's not moving backwards. But the problem is we're at a standstill. The human consciousness is not growing. And, the, and I don't have to prove it because you just have to look outside. We have become the most destructive to the world than any race, time, period in the history of planet Earth. So to say we're moving forward, to say we're becoming better, or a reason why we're coming better, we are not. And it's going to take a major destruction, which will happen soon. And, I mean, it's written in Christianity. It's written by a lot of sites now, the end times, whatever we want to call it. We have created a disaster. The human race has not moved forward at all. And my question to you, name one thing in the past 50 years that man has created to help man become more spiritual. On the physical planet, all right, we haven't did anything that makes soul beneficial to living here. So to say I'm going to come back and do it again, well, I wouldn't do that because you're not going to get anywhere on this planet. And why would you want to come back to this planet? I mean, yeah, people want to go to these other planets, Mars, Venus, Jupiter, all the other ones where there's life and everything. Well, it's not better there either because they're all coming here. But there's multiple universes. And until you touch them or even realize that they are there, you're going to stay here. And you're going to believe we got to save the Earth, which we cannot do. And the last words, God created the perfect system. Mankind created the most destructive system, which is destroying it. So which do you think is going to win in the end? Uh, planet Earth can get destroyed. It doesn't do anything to God's truth or God's creation. Uh, and if God decides it's going to happen, which it will, because we've only got a couple of minutes. But remember, Namgal doesn't have, believe in God the way we think of one God, the way we were brought up to. So, I understand. You that. know, that's subjective to whether one wants to believe in God. Well, here's the they thing: say here's in cyberspace, it's all going away well, in DJ. science and AI. Well, let me let me finish. I was going to just say that. Yeah, you got to come on tomorrow. We'll all right, I'll go back on mute. <laughs> go ahead. If you want to come on tomorrow for two hours and we could go into this in detail, realize everybody's perception is their partial truth of what they believe in. The truth is, out of all of history, from the beginning of time, there was only one person that ever taught about a real God. Only one. And that has been, uh, I wouldn't even say bastardized or, or destroyed in the Bible. Now, if you go back to every deity, every so-called God, they never talked about God. Nobody did. The Egyptians followed demons and aliens and everything other than a real God. And a real God, which is one that was talked about by one person, needs to be experienced. So with that, uh, tune in. If you want, tune in tomorrow on uh, Blog Talk Radio, Hawks Blood 1. Just go there and they'll pull up the show. TJ, please come on if you want to go into detail about death. I can give you my direct experience. I had five death experiences. I traveled out of the body for years and years and years with deities, with angels. I mean, do you want to know where soul really goes or do you want to just listen to people that say this is what they say? Writings and, and manuscripts, the Emerald Tablets, the Sumerian Tablets are just writings by man, not God. So when man says, well, there is no God, because they don't know it. 
And deities are as real as, as you and me or even greater because they have greater missions than we are right now. And we want to believe how important we are. We're not important to God until we become aware of what we are. And until that happens, we're going to reincarnate. And why do you think, I mean, the Dalai Lama just said he's going to reincarnate five more times and hopefully we'll be at peace in five incarnations from now. I mean, Christianity doesn't believe in anything. They just think they're going to go to heaven and everything's going to be beautiful. With that, please, if you want to go deeper into the truth, tune in tomorrow. Uh, TJ, come back on and we'll go into uh, what I perceive, what I learned by being with deities and, and things and what they showed me. And I, I'm being on the astral plane. People that dwell there, talk to them. Not just say, well, I went there to a real person being soul that's on the astral plane. Now, to believe that they're not real, it's just part of the mind? No, because you can live in forever in infinity in that reality as well. So with that, TJ. Right. Uh, okay. Thank tomorrow, you, Tommy. Uh, and yes. You, you, get, you do Wednesdays and uh, 8 to 10 Eastern, is that it? Or, uh, it was eight, tonight, no, this is uh, 3. Four, was five, it two or eight, three? Seven, eight, 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 it's eight to ten, right? It's eight to ten. Eight to ten Eastern, okay? Because we were late tonight for a lot of people. We went eight o'clock. Normally it'd be seven, but we made it a little later. All right. Well, love and light, everybody. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this, and we've got that on social media: FM, radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker. YouTube, and uh, we'll keep doing this and supporting various topics that are strangely appealing to my friends. We're building ACO clubs, so look for that, uh, social club, and we've got authorsbookclub.org and American Communications Online, just getting ready and organized for all the topics we cover, from spiritual science to my Teresa J. Morris Ministries, which seems strange, but I have Ascension Age and Ascension Center, and Tommy's been helping me with uh, ACOassociation.com and UFOassociation.org, so we had to split them up, basically because some people do not want anything to do with UFOs at all, even though it may be extraterrestrials, it may be whatever, but it's you know they don't want to go there. So Tommy and I have to keep the spiritual side, spiritual science, spiritual ministries, whatever you want to call it. I'm more spiritual than I am science, but we blended them together as spiritual science. So whether you agree or not, if you like us, uh, we want to come back and discuss stuff tomorrow. Death and dying, sincerity of the soul, and I do believe we're very sincere. I know Tommy and I believe we have a soul. So <laughs> other than that, every individual, uh, there, there's a lot of talk about where does soul come from. And AI can't answer even where consciousness really, they think they've got a handle in science on what consciousness is. But most of us, it's belief and faith that's going to save humanity as a critical mass consciousness with all those. that. So, Tommy, I think you and I have the feeling of going to other worlds. So I still want to get you in the nine levels and the nine realms and the nine dimensions or the ten realms and the ten dimensions and all that. But that's a whole nother. We'll be here until we're not. So we'll keep doing radio. So Tommy has Hawks, Blood, and Wood, and I've got Spirit Guide, our spirit something, Tommy. Look on authorsbookclub.org, everybody. And you'll see TJMRCT Radio on the right-hand side with our shows. We've got uh, Aquarian Radio for Janet in Hawaii and her stories. And Tommy's building 
Hawk's Blood One, and I think I have Spirit or Spirit Guide, Tommy. I don't know what the other word is. You can tell me. Authorsbookclub.org, and Tommy and I are going to work on a book. We may put a chapter here and a chapter there, like me and Janet are doing, and uh, he may write about the soul and then what it's like to live, what it's like to die and reincarnate, and we may put in our experiences. Tommy, we need to experience your book. So be working on that, would you? And get S. Namgal to help, too, because I think all three of us have a different opinion. All right, love and light, Tommy. Thank you so much. It was very good. Thank you for letting Namgal come. And tomorrow you'll be pretty much on your own, right? Tomorrow night? Yes. Yes. All right. All right. See you. All right. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.